Scott Harold is known for his interviews. Well, you're asking great questions. I think you're in the right career path, my friend. <laughs> I really do. Scott Harold's SOS Radio podcast starts now. As Christians, we're called to love our neighbor as ourselves, but then when loving them makes people happy, that's awesome. But when it makes you sort of feel miserable because you become a people pleaser, oh, it's almost like it becomes an idol. And we're talking with Karen Eamon today at SOS Radio. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? You know, what have you learned about how people-pleasing is different than loving your neighbor? Oh, we make it so complicated, don't we? (laughs) Yeah, I really feel like it is a strength that gets carried to an extreme, and now it becomes, well, in our family, we don't call them weaknesses. We call them non-strengths. But (laughs) for practical purposes, it now becomes a weakness. So it's great to love others. It's wonderful to want to serve and to do things that we're told to do in the Bible. But what happens is when it's not left in check and we're not doing the loving and serving because we feel God wants us to do it, we're doing it because we either want someone to like us or we don't want to disappoint or anger them. Now we've crossed the line from loving others to pleasing them because it's either going to avoid some behavior that they might throw toward us or it's going to get us some behavior, some love and some admiration and some affection from them. It's crazy too, Karen, because as Christians, we want to be nice and we want to help people, but some people just pull more off of us than maybe we're able to support them in. And we feel guilty about that because we want to love our neighbors and we want to extend that love and grace like Jesus did, but Jesus was different than we are. His capacity was different because he was also God. (laughs) Exactly. And even Jesus didn't heal every single person. You know, even Jesus didn't spend time with every single person. He had times where he withdrew to be alone. He had times where he was with a big group of people. And other times he was just with the 12 or with his three closest friends. He kind of knew when to pour out and when to kind of pull back. And we need to learn to do the same thing because we can't be all the things to all the people all the time. Why do we have so much trouble with boundaries? We're talking with Karen Eamon today at SWS Radio. We're talking about navigating through when making others happy is actually making you miserable. Boundaries are important, Karen. At what point did you realize that people-pleasing was a major problem that developed actually out of your love and care for people? Well, for me, you know, I should have noticed it a lot sooner, actually. But for me, it took actually having some physical things happening to me. I was having trouble sleeping. My mind was racing with anxiety. I had a twitch in my left eye that would not stop. And I just knew that I was maxed out. Like I had pushed it too far. You know, what happens is we have all these things on our plate that we've said yes to because we want to people please. And when presented with another outside opportunity, we don't actually remove something from the plate before we take something new on, or we don't even maybe figure that it might be that we're supposed to say no to that. We just think we're so clever that if we rearrange everything, we can pack it all in. My plate was packed so full, it finally broke. And I just really physically knew that something had to change because it was starting to affect my health. So how did you get to the place where you could say, I'm not going to feel guilty for setting some boundaries. I can still be loving. I can still be caring. I can still have grace and make time for people, but I do have to talk to them about what boundaries are going to look like. Yeah, when it affected my health and I saw that it was affecting my relationships, not just the people with whom I was people-pleasing, it was affecting my closest relationships. I was constantly putting off people in my family or my close friends because I was meeting the need of somebody else who had come to expect 
that I would always run in and rescue them. And I just realized, just like we have a budget and we only have a certain amount of money we can spend. And if we go beyond it, we're in trouble. I had a budget of my time and my energy and, you know, my brain space. And I was spending it on things that weren't the most important to me. And I knew that I had to pull back and really spend my time and my affections and my energy with those that really mattered and stop trying to go out and save the world just to keep up a reputation. We love God. We love people. But sometimes we get confused on how to do that in the best way. I'm Scott Harold on SWS Radio. We're talking with Karen Eman. She's a best-selling author and works with Proverbs 31 Ministries and writes for a lot of other publications. But Karen, the Apostle Paul said, hey, am I trying to win the approval of human beings or God? Like, am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I wouldn't be a servant of Christ. I mean, Karen, this problem isn't just exclusive to the 21st century. I mean, Paul clearly talks about this 2,000 years ago. Yeah, yeah. He talks about that in Galatians, and especially in that church, they were up against some people that were pressuring them to behave a certain way spiritually. And Paul's trying to kind of correct the notion that, no, you don't have to do what this group of people is saying in order to obtain salvation. And you quit trying to please them because at some point you need to pick. Are you going to please people or are you going to please God? That's not always the case. Sometimes loving and serving and pleasing others is pleasing God. But when, you know, they're opposed to each other, you have to make a choice. And what happens is, you know, we often capitulate and please the person because they're standing in front of us, you know, and we think, oh, you know, I'll I'll get it figured out with God later. But we have to (laughs) learn to stand up and say, you know, as much as I would love to do this, the answer is going to have to be no. And then just accept the results of your decision. Yeah, naturally, when you stop trying to make everyone happy, you're probably going to make someone mad. But doesn't that serve the whole point that people pleasing is a problem we have to deal with? Yeah, yeah. And I know when I really started to enact some boundaries, to be you know intentional with my time and not just run around saying yes to everything, there were some people who just didn't like it. You know, they didn't like that I wasn't running in and rescuing them and pulling them out of whatever dilemma they were in or saving them some extra work by saying yes to whatever it was they were asking me to do. Some people didn't like it, but those people that really did love and care for me and were my true friends, they understood. They might've been bummed that I said, Hey, I can't help you with this project or I can't be on that committee or whatever, but it didn't affect our friendship. They still loved me. Karen, what have you learned are some of the best ways to say no? I mean, that's the hardest way to flesh this out. (laughs) It is. And what I think has been the most helpful for me, it might sound just very simple, but to learn to just be honest with that person you're talking to, those narratives that are going on in your head, say some of them out loud, like instead of over explaining and feeling like you have to defend yourself, you know, say, you know what, my heart would love to say yes, like everything within me wants to help you out. But I just know my limitations. I know my schedule. And I just don't have the bandwidth to say yes. So as much as I want to say yes, I'm going to have to say no. And it's okay to say that rather than just feel like you have to explain, you know, and over explain or worse yet, you're too afraid to have to explain it. So you just say yes and think I'll fit it in somehow. Just be honest, you know, or say, you know, I clearly see that you need some help and I will be praying for you that you find the right person, but I'm not your guy or I'm not your girl. I just, I can't fit it in my schedule. 
We're talking to Karen Eamon today at SWS Radio. We're talking about how making others happy sometimes makes us feel miserable. And it's not about loving people as much as just about breaking patterns. We do love people, but some of the best things that we have to do is talk to them about where we're honestly at. And one thing that you wrote in your book is we have to teach others how to treat us. Can you explain a little more about that? Yeah, I actually had a friend say that to me one day when she noticed that I was really people pleasing in a certain situation, you know, and I'm like, I just don't know why this person that's asking me to do this thing, why they just think I'm supposed to be the one to do it. And she said, well, because you've taught her how to treat you, you teach people how to treat you. And I thought, what do you mean by that? But it's true by our responses, by our response time, you know, by our willingness to over and over say yes, without even thinking about it. We have taught people in our life. If you got a problem you go to her or go to him because they're just going to step right in without hesitancy. I mean, even think about it when it comes to your phone. I bet everybody listening to this can think of that one person that if you were to text them right now, you know they would instantly text you back because they always do. They've taught you that you can expect a response from them right away. But maybe there's someone else that you know when you text them, it might be three days before they text you back. So you don't expect a response from them right away because they've taught you how to treat them. It's funny because when we're people-pleasing, we realize really quick that we're sort of lying to people, that we're sort of fibbing sometimes. I mean, in your book, you wrote about how you kind of had to come to this place where you're like, I'm justifying a few little dishonesties here and there. Yeah. Sometimes our lying gets cleverly cloaked as concern and care, like we don't want to hurt their feelings when they ask us our opinion about that outfit they have on or, you know, when they... They ask us our opinion about something else. You know, we don't want to make them sad or disappoint them. So we lie we, or we tell a half-truth. As much as we want to cloak it and, you know, brush it with a thin glaze of concern, when we're not telling the truth and we're not being forthright, it's not right. The Bible says that lying is wrong. But we have to learn. And I know for me, it was a real big pivotal point. I actually was sitting in a sermon, listening to a sermon at my church one day when the pastor was talking about people-pleasing, and he said, people-pleasers often lie, and I was, like, feeling like everyone was looking at me, because I thought, I do, I do, like, I always justify (laughs) it, or I I dress it up a little, you know, but really, not being truthful is not a good policy, you know, so we need to learn to be forthright, but still be loving, which that's kind of a hard tension to maintain sometimes, but I have learned that we can be forthright, we can shoot straight and tell the truth, but we can wrap it in an envelope of love by saying, I hate to say this because I really don't want to hurt your feelings. However, if I were in your shoes, I would want someone to tell me the truth. So here's what I think. And then just tell the truth. We're talking about how we break the pattern of being people-pleasing. And we're talking with Karen Eamon today at Swiss Radio. She's a New York Times bestselling author, and she works with Proverbs 31 Ministries. And Karen, what grid do you use to sort of determine who to say yes to and who to say no to? Like, how do you discern when to say no? Well, you know, first of all, you got to ask yourself, are they asking me to do anything that's against scripture? Of course, you would say no. Um, But then I also like to just stop and really ponder and pray about it. I won't answer right away. I won't say yes right away. I'll say I'll get back to you in 24 or 48 hours. And if they say no, I need the answer now, then my answer is going to have to be no. Sometimes I just do the old fashioned layout of pro and con list. And I do it with a legal pad and a pencil and just say, you know, if I say yes to this, what are the pros? What are the cons? And if I, you know, say no, the same thing. You have to also kind of ask yourself, what is my saying yes to this commitment going to do to my other roles and my other commitments and my family life and my job? You know, it's going to, you're going to have to make room somewhere 
in what you're already doing for this new commitment. So make sure you, you think through that. Also, too, I really want to ask myself, you know, is there something I could delegate to someone else in my life so I could say yes to it? You know, I don't want to make it sound like we should always just go around saying no and never help people. There are times that God's calling us to do something, but we need to rearrange what's going on in our lives now to say yes to that new thing. And two, I think it's really good to get input from others that are wise and that love God and will pray with you about the situation because maybe they can see a perspective that you're not seeing. So I think it's good to run it by other people as well before you say yes or no. We're talking with Karen Eamon today at SWS Radio, and she has a new book, When Making Others Happy is Making You Miserable. It's how to break the pattern of people-pleasing and confidently live your life. Thank you so much, Karen. Well, thanks so much for having me. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio podcast. If you enjoy the discussion and want to help the podcast grow, you can make a $10 donation through sosradio.net or inside the SOS Radio app. Thanks for your generosity. It helps us experiment with new things and keep the discussions fresh.